I'm Debbie Mahilam, mom of four, Air Force vet turned passionate spiritual entrepreneur. And it wasn't all that long ago that I not only lacked the confidence, but the tools and understanding of how to manifest a limitless life. As an ICF accredited certified coach, I created Dear Debbie Dream Daringly to inspire, guide, and support you on the path to manifest your incomparable life. The universe absolutely led you here for a reason. So, if you want a life you love from the depths of your soul, create a life that makes an impact and live your daring dreams, then you're absolutely in the right place. I've got you covered. Let's welcome what is the highest good for all and get started. Welcome. Okay, hi. Welcome to Dear Debbie Dream Daringly. My guest today is none other than Ali Coco. She's a change development and life design coach, and she helps people tap into their wisdom, confidence, and voice. But Ali, you say it so much, with so much more clarity, I'm gonna let you tell everyone in the audience exactly what it is you do. Oh, Debbie, thank you so much. Um, as being your Ali, I apologize I didn't say that first because I so enjoy speaking with you and everything that you are about. So yes, please tell everyone exactly what it is you do. Ugh. Debbie, really, really are so sweet and such a such a wonderful source of light for me and for everyone. And I know that um, your listeners are going to feel it too. But um, thank you for that beautiful introduction. And um, quite simply, um, as you mentioned, that um, my passion is just equipping and empowering people to recognize and capitalize on their wisdom, their voice, and their confidence in order to measurably impact their success in life and in work. Um, and I really do it by providing actionable strategic steps and not shying away from our conversations and um, through those conversations and through trust we uh, really compel some real change so that's what I work on. I love that and I know you do create very meaningful change so thank you. I love that. Yes together we do that. Oh, and I always feel that in our conversations. <laughs> so when when you talk about wisdom, it, it just really, it just taps into something that I feel it resonates with me so much. It, it, it begs the question initially, when did you discover that that was something you needed to explore, not only for yourself personally, but as a coach or as a business model? Debbie, that's a really good question. Um, I feel that the dramatic answer would be that like it came to me in a in a lightning bolt in a in a big dream and 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 all of this like grand gesture. But that's not really kind of how it happened for me. Um for me, what I just kept getting was little, um, I guess I, I guess I would say like little flashes, like inspiration and connection to what my 
that should my calling was it was just little hints little whispers of things that just kept coming up sometimes it would come up in moments that i didn't feel connected to my life and it was like oh i wish I had this, or like, I just had a flash of a picture of what something could be like, what I could create in my life. Um, sometimes it came up in beautiful moments that I was like, oh my gosh, I can have this at all times. And whether it's, you know, through conversations with people, conversations with like people like yourself that, you know, you just feel that spark and realize that you can kind of create that and, and, in your life, in your work, in both of those things together. So um, yeah, just little, little moments of inspiration kind of weave together to make a, to make a picture and a vision of what life can be. You see what you just said to me is more powerful than that lightning bolt or being struck in a dream like that, because me, that was the universe just nudging you sending you those little sleighs of going Ali that was your intuition speaking to you yes more yes. and more it did you were just being called and eventually you understood what that was the messaging so I love that so that deep deep resonance within yourself and you were able to put put it all together and have that understanding of what it is you were meant to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I'm still putting it together. You know, you, you learn and, and you mentioned before that you connected with, you know, using your wisdom. And I work with people on that. We, 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 that wisdom grows each and every day and through our experiences and through, um, you know, what we see and what we feel. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like everything, it's a work in progress and having that special connection allows you to, to enjoy this process of, of creating yourself and, and, and finding it. And exactly like you said, listening for your intuition, um, to really guide you and because it's all there, it, you just have to listen for it and, and follow it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, being having a purpose-driven life is just, that's the fulfillment. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times it's not that we know our purpose at 17. Sometimes some of us don't realize what our purpose is until later in life. And that's okay. Sure. Who's even the same person later in life than they were at 17? Let's hope not. I'm a completely different person than I was then. I mean, sadly, I do know some people who are. Mm. But yeah, I wouldn't want to be the same person. Right. I mean, and self-development should never, ever stop. So yeah, amen to that. Um. Let me ask you a question. Let me I'm picking piggybacking on what we were just talking about. When did you learn to trust your heart's guidance? Oh, another beauty. Um, I love how you said, when did you learn to? Because again, um, it's a learning process. Mm -hmm. Um trial and error. I think, um, 
by nature, by nurture, by whatever reason. Um, I think for a while I had my heart closed, closed off of it and um, was definitely more timid and had a lot more, or I should say more, more than being timid. I had a lot of barriers up um, expectations on myself and what I thought I wanted to be and what I thought success was and what I thought anything love was joy was happiness was, um, I had some, some, some barriers up. And I think eventually just by little exercises and like listening to those little sparks and being like, huh, let me try this. Let me try connecting with this person. Let me try connecting with this new idea and new way of looking at at something. And it could have been anything from like, you know, like it, it started as literally like, I mean, anything in the day reading a magazine and be like, oh, this article sounds really cool. And I've never thought of um, coaching or I've never thought of this um, manifestation. What is manifestation? I've never heard of this. And just getting interested in little things. And I just learned to follow my curiosity Mm-hmm. follow things I was fascinated and interested with and um, just making little steps on that. And it became easier and easier. And then I, you know, it just kind of rolls into making, taking bigger chances, making bigger experiments, which I like to call it. And then, you know, eventually you, you, you jump into the deep end and the the, the things that you do become bigger or even if they're not necessarily bigger they're more important to you and they're more important isn't really the word that I'm going for they're more impactful for you um so you just learn by little changes and little interests and following your fascination is the big one for me well, I think you said it best too. It's just like you're open to being curious mm-hmm. and tapping into that. And that curiosity leads to wisdom. And you don't close yourself off because trust me, I understand. We didn't grow up in an era of, you know, because Brene Brown grew up, Brene Brown's around the same age as we are. Yeah. And so she didn't know then either. She was learning. And so we didn't grow up with that kind of wisdom and societally, we were being told, we were being told way different things. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of hard to know that the messaging was just so different. It wasn't, you know, the kind of, you're, you're kind of, let me rewind that you were almost being told it was selfish to have put yourself first and self-care like oxygen mask is only for the airplane. 100%. So it was hard to not close yourself off. Mm -hmm. I mean, being tough was like the most incredible thing that I thought I can be for, for my parents, for, for, for everyone. I thought that like, yeah. not letting things bothering me and and just muscling through and being tough and yeah vulnerability was a dirty word absolutely absolutely now, 
we know, thank you, Brene. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Brene. Vulnerability. You cannot be courageous without being vulnerable. First. Right. And you need that vulnerability to fo- to be curious, to follow the things that interest you, because then you get into the whole failure thing, because you know, we've talked about this, like failing was not an option when we were growing up. And now I feel like it's joyful. I have a 12 year old and I beg him. I'm like, do stuff, fail, mess up, follow your, your, your interests and your intuition and whatever interests you that day. Like, and now again, the messaging is so different. Like we now know that if you don't fail, you don't succeed. Nope. Absolutely. You're not taking risks with no risk, no reward. I mean, that was around then too, but, but they didn't mean it because if you failed and you were just a failure, but now we know you have to fail, fail, fail. So you can pivot, pivot, pivot to succeed. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you for being vulnerable now and sharing with us. And again, for those listening, please know that there's no shame in the game to learn how to trust yourself. And it's not easy. I mean, you really have to go deep. And when you listen to your heart, like Ali was saying, Mm -hmm. you start small. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that was a big takeaway that you, it wasn't just an overnight thing. Like, oh yeah, I trust myself implicitly. Mm -hmm. I heard you correctly. It was, I little did a little here. I did a little experimenting there. I listened, I listened to myself a little more. I, oh, I got a little trust factor. And then you, you know, did a little more in a lot of different areas. And I kind of like this experimentation Mm -hmm. and help from others and, and finding people who like you vibe with and whether it's, you know, I'm a coach now. And a lot of that is because, um, I had worked with coaches in the past and they really were so impactful um, to me. And I had such wonderful experience. I had some not great experiences and I had some absolutely wonderful experiences. So, um, when you know, you- that became an option in life and, you know, just, just to reach out for help and reach out for connection is a big thing too. Could you say that knowing that having those experiences that did not work out well were almost as important because then you knew what not to look for? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you said something else that was very profound. We need to be able to ask for help because Mm -hmm. societally the messaging again was so often that, you know, the superwoman or superman a fact like you need to be able to do everything on your own right and no that again that vulnerability of being knowing that we do need connection but we also need to be able to ask for help mm-hmm. once you are able to once you can break that barrier of going oh wow look nothing terrible happens when i ask for help people actually like to be needed yeah And in turn, it's just that wonderful knowing that we're all here meant for each other. Yeah. And I know this sounds silly, but like also when you ask for help, like you have the learning in the asking for help and being vulnerable, but then you also, and it sounds simple, but you also get help, which is awesome. 
because thank you. Yes. Who doesn't want a new perspective or a different perspective or someone to share in your perspective? And like you can't you do it all by yourself and 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 help from others is is help. I mean, I know that sounds silly, but no, no, it's critical. Get the help. Because imagine if no one ever did that, we would all just right? be on our own, like walking through the world and nothing would ever really get accomplished because it wouldn't. And if, if you don't ask for help in things that maybe aren't your strong suit or things that you don't connect to, you won't have, you need the space for you to flourish and the things that you're good at and that you're, are your superpowers and the things that, you know, that you uniquely are meant to do. You have to kind of like with, when asking for help and you're making space for all of it. Right. And when we energetically align and just like in this conversation, it raises the vibration of everyone around because then we connect in harmony and peace and we do more. When we do more, we can create more and attract more to us in mm-hmm. a in a higher vibration way. So thank you, Ali. Yes, 100%. That wasn't simple. It was, it's, I think, the foundation <laughs> of like everything. So thank you. Um, you know, in talking about kind of, you know, the vibrational thing, what, what do you do? would you say to create a higher vibrational center for yourself? Do you, do you have like a strict morning routine? Do you, is it affirmations? Do you meditate? Do you, what, what do you do? Um, I love, I, 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 I do love a morning routine. Or I should say I have, I like to call it my, it's like a, it's like a palette. Ooh. Right. You know, because morning routine sounds a little like, like a productivity bro for me. <laughs> and Same Same ritual, I, I do like, I do connect with ritual, but I was thinking, and I actually like the idea of a palette, like a painter's palette. Mm -hmm. So like a painter's palette has all these, I'm not a painter, so I probably got this wrong, but go with (laughs) I love it though. Painter's palette has all these beautiful colors. So I have all these beautiful, a palette of all these things that I have the opportunity to use in the morning. I have meditation, which I do meditate every single morning. Mm. That is, that is my, my necessity. I need that. But like whether it's meditation, whether it's a special like tea, whether it's reading, um, some exercise, some stretching, some prayer, some different types of meditation. um, I do have like a palette of things that I choose from in the morning, every morning. But meditation, um, 20 minutes of meditation in the morning when I wake up is at this point a necessity in my life just to kind of gather my thoughts and 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 get present get present because those brains just go and you know we've created things together debbie and i know how our minds work and we get excited and passionate and you know i feel like sometimes my brain just gets overrun so to start the day and practice returning to presence through meditation is everything for me i 
love that. And I love the idea of the palette. It's like, yeah, it's pretty, right? Layers. Because like painting, you put layers of colors. So mm-hmm. you this layered nuance of, I start with the foundation mm-hmm. and you add whatever other colors. You know, like in the winter, I live on the East Coast. So in the winter, it's cozy. I mean, this actual winter, it's 60 degrees out, which is strange. But in theory, it's cold. So like, you know, a a warm blanket and some tea and, and meditation and reading and journaling, another foundation that has to happen for me. Um, you know, that morning ritual looks different. And those are the, the the colors that I choose in the winter, as opposed to in the spring or the summer, where like an invigorating morning walk and some music and you know, it it looks a little different, but I like having that palette to choose from. Okay, I really appreciate you explaining how the season of your life based on the seasons, the actual seasons help you to shape shift yeah. your actual palette. Yeah, I think I just realized how, yes. I think I just realized now how that it really does. The seasons are very impactful for me. Well, and I love that you're really, you know, speaking that into existence, especially for me and for our listeners, because I don't think sometimes without speaking it out loud, we recognize that. And we don't give ourselves permission sometimes because we feel it has to be so rigid. Mm-hmm. No, I. Oh yeah. Like what you just said, like it can be so bro code. Like mm-hmm. it has to be set in stone, and I have to do this because. And instead, just as long as we are remembering what we're trying to accomplish, and what you said about just centering and grounding ourselves and. This is for me to really just be present and bring my mind into this place of bringing my thoughts into like this fluid moment of where I'm at and not getting ahead of myself. I just want to be here. Mm -hmm. Because isn't the reason that we, one of the reasons why we, you know, try to have a, a, a morning ritual or whatever is to, we'll call, I, I love ritual. I really do. Um, a morning ritual is to connect to like what we need. Like, what do I need for today? Yeah. And unless we actually like, well, actually I should say it's like a combination of what we need and also a grounding force because it does function as a grounding force for me too. But in that, like, you know, you know, we need things at different times and different days and that reflection into asking ourselves what we need and then making that into an actual ritual for that day. It's a nice combination. That was a horrible babble and a weird tangent I went. Not at all, but I I agree with you. (laughs) A grounding force of understanding Basically, I think all those different things that you had like 
alluded to before, like the tea and the journaling and the meditation and the exercise, all those things that you know you select from, mm. as long as you're actually selecting from them, which you do, but I'm just saying that for our listeners, mm. as long as you're selecting from them and doing that on the daily from the morning, it keeps us from doing the very thing that we shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. I, I hesitate using the word shouldn't, shouldn't. But rather than waking up, picking up our phone, scrolling. That's exactly what I was going to say. So I think that's safe to say you shouldn't do that. Yeah, because I'm going to say it. <laughs> we use up all of our, our our brain calories on that mindless thing or what happens is when you start looking at emails or news or all of that, you take your brain offline. Mm -hmm. You really can't go in and start to look at what you need perfectly Mm -hmm. said by you before. How can I decide what it is that I need from my life, myself, my day, if I've already taken myself offline by right. looking at what's happening in the world or in my inbox or on Instagram or Facebook and other people's lives, mm-hmm. I've already been affected or what's another way to look at that? I've been tainted. I mean, that's not accurate, but it is because you wake up and you're on a you're on the highest vibrational spiritual level that you are and if you wake up and go it is a fantastic day you are on the literal highest vibration and if you stay within that because if you wake up and open your eyes and go I love life life is the best and I am not doing a Pollyanna thing I'm not doing this toxic positivity Mm -hmm. second you wake up if you own that and hold that thought for I think it's 17 seconds and then you try to expand that for at least 30 or more seconds you yeah you can change the entire direction of your day and that's why one of the things like if you put your feet on the floor when you wake up and go today is going to be a great day it really has Mm -hmm. found effect on you're telling your brain. So these are things we can do. But with t- what you said, I love the fluidity of it. You just have yeah. to be mindful of the things you choose. And I never thought about that. What season is it? I can choose to flow with the season. Mind mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think I just really like clarify, like you reflecting that back clarified it for me too. Like it, it's true. You do, you need that. Again, what, like you're asking for help. You're getting help from the seasons and what's more natural and what's more beautiful than to take guidance from than the earth. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, especially after winter, we're all just like, yeah, get me out. You know, 
but it's great too. And I mean, I'm a huge music buff and I'm a huge, huge music fan. So um, as far as like the easiest way, like during the day to get my, my vibrations up is, is just to find some music that I love and, and, and get lost in it for even just a few minutes. So that's another, another thing that I do. And you have to tell us because Allie puts out a great playlist on. Oh, yes. I'm going to have a new one coming out too. It's just fun. It's just a a fun hobby and it's fun. And I have great taste in music. You do. I I do. do. Um, I will. I'm still learning how to do this, but I will try to put in the show notes where you can find Allie's playlist on Spotify. Oh, so, um, I, I appreciate that. Link, but I will at least put the title of it so you can find it. Awesome. Um, and um, the last thing I want to ask you, because I know we're kind of getting long in time here, is can you tell us, and I, I hate to put you on the spot like this, but about a time in your life that you successfully manifested something consciously or unconsciously into your life? Hmm. And as I think there are two things that come to mind and I'll try to wrap it up quick because especially when I'm passionate about something, I can get excited and babble. Um, I would say one of if this sounds I don't know. I think I it sounds negative. It doesn't I think that I manifested being let go from a career and a job that a career that I was in for 25 years. And in a company that I was with for 13 years, I had gotten let go during COVID. um, And it was honestly the best thing that has ever happened to me. And I didn't manifest it by like being really bad at my job and getting fired. That's not absolute. That's not at all what happened. But I think it's just all of those like following a little bit of intuition and just without getting into too much detail, the way that everything kind of lined up, um, it lined up in a, in a really beautiful way, um, which I think is kind of rare for being let go of a position. Um, there is, I have nothing but like love and, and care and joy for my, you know, my, my past coworkers and my colleagues and my network, I just was, I, I was ready to move on and I was not ready to make the big move. So I think that what I manifested was the whole, all of the occurrence, all of the pieces that surrounded one event. So that was really cool. Um, I think that I really brought that whole experience and whole transition along very beautifully, which it could not have gone beautifully. Um, between the experience and between COVID and all of that, I had a, a a really beautiful experience with it, with transitioning. I think that is a wonderful thing. And I, I understand that. I mean, 
if I'm hearing you correctly, you wouldn't have left no. on an accord. No, absolutely and not. Your heart would have been heavy. Yeah. And instead, you were able to leave on a high note. Absolutely. Absolutely. I laugh saying that I knew um, when um, there were sizable layoffs happening and I knew that they were happening and I knew in my heart of hearts that I would um, be affected by these. And I slept like a baby the night before. That's telling that's pretty telling um and again it wasn't just the scenario of being you know let go and changing jobs but it was just everything surrounding it like my family how my family dealt with it how we dealt with it together how we dealt with it during covid and you know the time spent trying to find a new direction and a new career and all the pieces that go into that um definitely were manifested and intentionally and beautifully created. So that was really wonderful. It sounds like part of our earlier conversation when you just had all those little sparks and all. I mean, I know that goes to a lot of different things, but definitely part of this as well. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you again so much for being so vulnerable and opening up and sharing with us. And uh, thank you for having every conversation I have with you, Debbie, is just wonderful. And it just cracks my heart open and inspires me and just just puts me on a level that makes me think I can take on the world. Thank you. I appreciate that. I so genuinely enjoy each and every conversation we have as well, because you inspire me and you inspire me to have and create meaningful change. So good oh, stuff. Definitely good stuff. Thank you, Ali Coco, for being my first podcast interview guest. Thank you. It Thank you. It's everything to me. And this was an incredible conversation. Excellent. And I can't wait for our next one. Same, same. So if you want to find more out about Ali Coco, um, I will link her website, mm -hmm. show notes, and you can find her on Instagram at? At coaching by Ali Coco. And the by is actually with an X. Yes, a little confusing, but it does look very cute. Um, so it's coaching X Alley Coco. Um, and you can check me out there. And I have links on that to uh, get my weekly newsletter, which just has some tidbits of fun information and, and ways for us all to connect. Love. All right, y'all. Thank you so much again. And remember, as always, always be dreaming. Always. And my listeners thank you so much and next week there'll be more just take care and we'll talk again soon wasn't that a great interview with Allie realizing that we can be fluid with our mornings based not only on the seasons of our lives but the seasons themselves hello that's fire right there Okay, if you want to elevate or even create a morning routine, or if you're finally ready to elevate your manifesting mindset, I've got some exciting news for you. Email me at group at so 
I can give you all the information on the new group coaching program starting later in March, especially for you. If you've loved today's episode, have gotten value from today's or any other episode and can confidently say, I love the Dear Debbie Dream Daringly podcast, please consider tapping to rate with five stars and select write a review. Then be sure to let me know what you loved most about the episode. This helps me support more people just like you dream ridiculously big and manifest and live the life they desire. So just scroll to the bottom of the page where you listen to your podcast, tap to rate with those five stars and select write a review. Until next week, remember, always be dreaming.